You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, beauties, I'm back with a bonus episode with our good friend of the pod, Asia Grant of Redo. And we're going to talk about creating like your own fragrance, but also just having like essential oils at home. Do you like have a, I have like a whole box of essential oils. I have. So the technical term is a scent organ, you know, like organ because of all of the notes. So I think there's an interesting like play between like fragrance and music, but yeah, it's called a scent organ. I have at least like 60 essential oils at home. Wow. I'm not sure if I have that many. Do they expire by the way? I'm like, some of them I've had for a minute. I think depending on the quality of it, I'll tell you where I source mine from secret insider tip because mine I've had for like two plus years and the potency is still super strong. Yes. If you get them at like Whole Foods and whatnot, I would say you should probably use them within like six months because they might, you know, the scent kind of dilutes and like the process of actually extracting the oils isn't super high. Just like any type of food oil you have at home, it does technically have a shelf life. Yes. I buy my essential oils from mountain rose herbs do you know that website Mm -hmm. it's a very kind of crunchy granola site but you know what the quality of the oils is fantastic the customer service is wonderful and it's all cold pressed oils which i think is very very important sometimes when you go into like a health food shop or like just you know those random places that have oil i shouldn't say random places like with this negative connotation but there are a lot of places like at the beauty supply shop right where like they're selling something as like a pure like castor oil but it's been diluted with all of this other crap or they're selling any if you see a rose oil for under a hundred dollars it's not a rose oil if you see rose oil on a shelf where you can pick it up yourself yeah exactly exactly so the process of getting from let's take rose oil for example Getting from the thing to the oil, what is actually happening? What is actually happening is called distillation. So you can get distilled essential oils. I'm not a chemist in this realm. I do not distill my essential oils. Thank God for everyone that actually does this. But you essentially have to take the raw material, a lot of it, depending on what it is. Rose is super hard because you have to take the actual rose petals. You need thousands and thousands and thousands of rose petals to just get a little bit of oil because there isn't a high oil content in rose. So that's why it's so expensive. Like oranges. If you peel an orange, you get orange oil all over your hands. So it's much easier to extract orange oil and get an orange essential oil because it's just how the orange is actually like made. So it's a process called distillation. You have to add a lot of pressure. Sometimes you have to add heat. Sometimes there's like different varieties of like 
CO2 to like just get things to kind of separate from its original state. And then when you actually create the essential oils, when you do like a steam distillation, you'll get water that comes from the process just of the heat. And that's actually hydrosols. So if you see some makes essential oils, you'll probably see hydrosols as well because it's just a natural byproduct of creating an essential oil. Yes. Oh, wow. I never realized that, but that makes absolutely so much sense. So there's like the crazy end. It sounds like we're like, we're pretty deep in. We're already here. Let's say you're just starting your essential oil journey. I think the very first ones I started with, I think I started with lavender. You can never go wrong with a good lavender essential oil. And I bought it at St. Neil's Yard in London, which is just like a great little shop that has lots of great essential oils. I think I started with a lavender and then some sort of citrus. Maybe. Oh, and then like a mint, like a peppermint essential oil. Those were like the three essential oils that I started with when I was like kind of learning about essential oils. What would you say are like the basic essential oils to think about maybe starting with? And how would you suggest people that are new to essential oils think about incorporating them in their self-care practice or their cleaning practice or however they're going to incorporate? I think essential oils, the beautiful thing is, is you can, like you referenced, incorporate it anywhere. You can make like a room spray. You can put it in your humidifier, in your diffuser. You can mix it in with your cleaning products. I think the best place to start, which is the same suggestion I make for people when they're thinking about a perfume, is just what do you personally want to get out of it? And how do you want to feel when you're using it? Talking about it from the perfume perspective or even just the self-care perspective, it's like, okay, I want something that's going to be what I wear every day and like uplift my mood and just have something to wear that people will smell around me and give me compliments. Great. You have an objective, you have a goal, now you can find the essential oils. Versus, I want something that helps me wind down at the end of the day to put in my bath, to rest and relax and just chill me out. You have your objective, now we can build your essential oils. So I think the most versatile oils that are also beautiful just by themselves that are really easy to get that aren't just like, you know, the standard ones where you'd be like, you know, I know what peppermint smells like, or, you know, I know what you smells like. Lavender, especially if you dig, I think you did a great job starting at lavender. There's so many varieties of lavender, like French lavender versus wild lavender versus Spanish lavender. All of those lavenders smell so, so different. I think if you're someone that wants to develop an appreciation for scent in general, it's just to go really deep into lavender and just find the one that you like because you can use lavender for literally everything. Yes. And I do think to your earlier point about how do you want to feel, lavender has this like calming, just happy energy that just makes you feel good. I mean, it's, I mean, aromatherapy is proven. I do think that oftentimes essential oils get kind of a bad rap because of like all of the shady like MLMs and, you know, people make these really outsized claims about how an essential oil can literally change your life and cure cancer. And, and maybe some essential oils have done that for people. And I believe in aromatherapy. It's a very real thing, but lavender is one of those things that just does truly, there's a physiological response that your body has that it does make you feel calm. In terms of creating your own fragrance, these are the things that I have. I have these glass roller bottles, like, you know, the roll-on fragrance bottles. You can buy them on Amazon. I have a little pipette, 
and then the essential oil, and then you need a carrier oil. So you need something that's going to like carry the fragrance. And that could be anything from grapeseed oil to jojoba oil to argan oil. I recommend people use grapeseed oil because it's not expensive and it's a great carrier oil. Do you have any carrier oils you really like? I really love grapeseed oil because it's a light scent. I also like apricot kernel seed oil, which I yes. think is also pretty easy. But I like, for me, I just like that texture a little bit more. Like grapeseed, it can get a little thick, but I've also found apricot kernel seed oil is always just like viscous and nice. And like it doesn't have a scent in itself and it's really moisturizing. So that's my personal preference. But yeah, I completely to your point of being able to add them to everything, one of my favorite hacks that I teach people if they want to start getting into like adding oils to things, hand soap. Just like your average cheap like hand soap that you have at home, or I shouldn't assume like you guys all have cheap hand soap at home. I personally have inexpensive hand soap at home and a lot of the bathrooms, but I make them these kind of like luxury liquid hand soaps that are like in the pumps by adding in a few drops of an essential oil and then maybe a little bit of like a grapeseed oil or a jojoba oil to make them more moisturizing. I feel like that's a great, easy hack. You can do it to shampoo, conditioner, your body scrub. You can really add to anything. This is something that I do as a hack just because I like a lot of things in my house to smell nice. And even when I like leave my house, I learned this from my massage therapist. It was so funny. But she's like, if you just take like a business card or even just like a tissue and you like dab some essential oil on it and leave it in your purse, your purse will smell nice. And every time you open your purse, you're just like, wow, my purse smells fantastic, which I love that. It's a very niche thing, but it's just like something nice for yourself. So sometimes I'll open my purse. I'm like, oh my gosh, my purse smells like lavender. I'm having a great day. Oops, I spent too much money. Oh, <laughs> that just like the reason I love it and just really core to redo is like scent has such a huge impact on your moods and emotions. Like you could be having like the worst day and then you smell like your favorite scent and you're like, you know what? I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be perfectly fine. And I think that's something that we can probably all harness a little bit more like in your house, outside of your house. So absolutely. Put some essential oil yes. in Put it in your purse. That reminds me of another hack that I saw putting essential oil on cotton balls and just putting those in your trash can when there's no trash, you know, like just, you know, if you have some eucalyptus and you just put it on cotton balls, three cotton balls and keep that in your trash can, your trash area is going to smell really nice. So you have this fragrance wheel I want to hear about. So we talked about in the full episode, if you guys haven't heard the full episode with Asia, we talk about the different families. So there's woods, citruses, florals, and then there's like kind of more herbaceous things. Tell us about the scent wheel that you have. Okay. So this is technically called a perfumer wheel. Okay. And you'll see like the big ones are the ones that I kind of like mentioned. So like citrus and floral and woods, but this is essentially how I kind of look at what is in what family and understand like what the relationships are between certain scents that are more related and then where I can kind of go if I'm like, okay, I need something floral, but I need something floral within a specific category. So I'll give you an example, like within floral, which is the biggest one, there's so many flowers. The subcategories of floral are light, powdery, fruity, rosy, sweet, narcotic. And you're like, okay, those are all very, very different. So you're like, okay, if I want to get into something that's like fruity, like what we were talking about before, it's like the neroli and the orange blossom. So it's like great, some citrus elements to it. So that's essentially how I go about designing fragrances. It's like, where am I? What is like the category of how it's described? And then how can I kind of find like a nice complement to it? Like within citrus, there's orange, lemon, and fresh are the subcategories of how you could look at it. And then wood, 
is technically called resinous. It's like light amber or sweet. What's under sweet woods, for example? Sweet woods is benzoin, apopinax, Peruvian balsam, and tolu balsam. So those are very like niche very. that you probably like seen in real life. But they are, each of those are really like interesting middle and base notes that you don't smell a lot of. I feel like this was in, not Tom Ford Black Orchid, but Apopanax is like in a lot of like... Yes, I do see that a lot. Yeah, it's hard to describe. I don't think you can actually smell it when it's by itself. Like it's not one of the fragrances. Like if you smelled it on a piece of paper or like a little scent... You can't smell, yeah. You can't smell it that much. It's once it starts mixing with other fragrances. Interesting. So when you're creating a custom fragrance using these different oils, you've got your base notes, your middle notes, and your top notes. How do you start building? Do you start with the base note first? I start with... If I'm designing a custom fragrance for someone, I just have them tell me everything about how they want to be seen, how they want to be perceived. And then any sense that they're like, I love this more than anything. And then I'll just build from there. Like I don't really look at top, middle, and base until I need to start creating like a composition of how things relate to one another. How do most people tell you they want to be perceived? I'm sure you hear a range, but I'm just curious what some of the common... I would imagine for women, one of the common things is like, I don't want to smell like too young or too old. You know, when you smell something like Chanel number no. five, you're like, woof, like it's it's a really heavy moment. <laughs> but you don't want to smell like, you know, teeny bopper fragrance. I'm sure a lot of women say like, I want to smell like an adult. I'm sure also a lot of people say, I don't want it to be too sweet or too cloying or, you know, give me a headache. What are some of the other kind of common things that you hear? Literally, it's much easier for people to say what they don't want versus what mm. they want, which is a great place to be. I also design scents for like other brands. So we'll do like collaborations and whatnot. And I'm just like, just tell me about yourself. It ends up being kind of like a like a reverse interview where I'm like, okay, Brooke, like, what do you like to do during the day? Like, when do you mm. feel like yourself? Tell me some of your favorite memories. Like, what are your favorite things about yourself? Things like that. And just having a nice, like, warm conversation. And then memories will come up. And then you'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember this, like, specific thing. And it had this, like, scent tied to it. And I was like, okay, like, how does that play into who you are, how you want to be? But yeah, we start out the gate when people are like, I don't want to smell like vanilla. And I'm like, great. I don't want to make anything with vanilla. So let's not do that. But it's just, like, process of elimination. It was really... Some people, like, really know... Someone was like, Hey, I have this really like intimate memory of like starting my company with my founder around like rosemary. And I was like, Cool, rosemary. Never done anything with that. And I was like, Any additional context? They're like, No, I just really like rosemary. I was like, Okay, sounds good. So it was just like, Here's rosemary. Where does it fall on the chart? Which is like a green herbal scent in the same category as lavender. And then I just do a whole bunch of research on rosemary and where it's shown up in fragrances before, go and smell those fragrances, make little adjustments to what I think could be better or altered. And then I come back and I'm like, smell this. And they're like, it's exactly what I thought rosemary would be. I was like, great. That's like 1% rosemary. <laughs> you know what? The matcha scent I love from Lalabo, it's not like there's a ton of green tea and like matcha in it, right? It's just that feeling of a nice cup of green tea in Japan is what they've captured without it being like, you know, just like a green tea fragrance. So what are some like non-intimidating combos people can start doing once, let's say they've got like four or five essential oils and they want to start mixing it. They want to start, okay, let me pull out an aroli or a sandalwood or a rose. What are some combos you really like? Combos I really like. And I think this isn't a common scent that people pick up because they're not familiar with what this 
fragrance is or what this fruit is, but every single person should have bergamot. It's the most versatile citrus ever. And it's not just yes. like orange because I'm like, orange is so hard to work with. It's not like lemon. Lemon is so hard to work with because you know what those things are yes. just out the gate. Bergamot is everyone's best friend. How would you describe bergamot? Bergamot is, wow, that's so hard. I would say bergamot is like if you got the perfect combination of like a mandarin orange and a an regular orange and a grapefruit that isn't too tart. Yeah, it's citrusy, but it's not like a pure, like hard citrus. It's really nice. The one thing I will say about bergamot oil, I was using it in a body oil that I made for myself. I was wearing it during the day and I it does make your skin a little bit sensitive to sunlight. So just FYI, if you're using it in like body care products. Highly, highly recommend diluting essential oils a lot, like even more than you think that you should. Okay. Like, don't smell it that much. You're like, you don't want to have any photosensitivities or whatnot. Like the oil right. will be there. It'll evolve over time. But bergamot, number one, bergamot plays well with all fragrances. So you can mix bergamot with, if you want to go more the wood direction, things that are really nice, I think, to have in your house are sandalwood which you should only buy once <laughs> you can get like a medium grade sandalwood it's expensive but yes. you can definitely get sandalwood there's a vetiver also which is more like a grass greeny very green it's yeah it's green there's some varieties of it that feel a little bit more wood that mix really well with it i've personally have never been a, a fan of like the colder wood scent so like i'm not going to recommend like a cypress or a pine or any of those types of things that's just not my personal preference but in terms of floral I think that also hard because I'm not a super hardcore floral person. I'll look at my little thing. I like things that fall within like the light and fruity type of florals. So like geraniums. Geranium is like a type of rose. Rose, I think, is very mature and deep and low and kind of, you know, can be powdery. And I'm like, it's not great in every situation. I feel like geranium is like the 13 going on 30 version of it. <laughs> more fun. Yeah. And a little bit more like bright and versatile than just like a traditional rose and then the fruity end of florals is ylang ylang which i think is just nice if you like tuberose or anything that's like more of that true traditional floral you probably like ylang ylang and it's also kind of relaxing so what are we saying already so bergamot geranium ylang ylang of course these are all in five to nine (laughs) and bathhouse i was like they're my essential favorites sandalwood if you want to go wood and then patchouli because it's just one of those things that are so wonderfully accessible everywhere if you want something to just bring a little bit more depth to anything that you have patchouli is beautiful by itself and if you mix it with any of the oils i just mentioned also it just creates like a nice deep sophisticated scent yes if you want to get something that's a little less kind of like fun and high up here it creates kind of like almost a baritone and like bass you know guitar type bass sound. I didn't even talk about the fact I was synesthetic, but let's talk about that. Tell us about your synesthesia and how you realized you had it and how it comes into you developing fragrance. Sure. So hello, everyone. I'm synesthetic, which means (laughs) my, my confession, I can hear, taste and smell in colors. So synesthesia is just a condition where your senses are blended It's not as complex as people think it is. I think everyone has a touch of synesthesia. Like if you hear nails on a chalkboard and you can feel it on your skin, that's a variety of synesthesia. But for me, when it comes to developing sense, 
since I smell and can associate it to a color, hear and associate it to a color and taste and associate it to a color, that's how I create kind of like this homogenous experience around a specific scent. So I'm like, to me, bergamot has a very specific color that I can register when I'm smelling it. And I can tie that to a song or, you know, combination of musical notes and even like flavor profiles that kind of guide my my creative process of how I want to get to like a final scent. Wow. So I'll be like, okay, that's so cool. It's fun. I didn't know that it was like not a thing until a friend told me when I was telling her similar how I'm talking to you. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, it sounds like when you're playing a guitar and blah, blah, blah. She's like, I think you have synesthesia. I was like, don't know what that is. And she was like, it's this. And I was like, isn't that what everyone experiences? She's like, no. not at all. Yeah. So like, if I sent you like a song from Beyonce's Renaissance, like if I sent you Virgo's Groove, and I was like, what does this smell like? You could come back with like a scent profile. Yes. And every wow. scent has an accompanying playlist where the combination of all of the sounds is the color of the bar and the color of the scent. Interesting. That is like the coolest thing ever. Thank you. Okay. So we were talking about specifically patchouli being this kind of like warm, like grounding scent that kind of blends all of these different things together. I do think humidifiers are like a great way to start familiarizing yourself with different scents. I have one from Sage Wellness, Sage with a J, S-A-J-E that I really, really like. I also though, I'm always putting like a few drops of essential oil in my shower before I get out. And I feel like once the steam hits it, it can create like a really nice aromatherapy shower experience, but then also just makes your shower always smell fresh. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Any other ways that you think people can start to experiment with essential oil in their day-to-day? I would suggest just going and first smelling, just going somewhere. There might be like a little apothecary, a remote therapy apothecary where you can just smell everything. Yes. You kind of just go on a date with yourself, just like smelling perfumes. If you're like, I'm going to figure out what I do and I don't like. Yes. That's the first step. Do not blind buy anything. And then once you have it and you bring it home, just do what feels natural in your everyday routine. So if you meditate already, and that's something that you do every single day, just incorporate a little bit of aromatherapy, like either, you know, rub it in some lotion and rub it on your hands before you start or at the end of it. Or if you are someone, my best friend is like manically loving cleaner. She like loves to clean. I was like, I don't know what this, this draw in you. I wish I had that. I wish I I don't like whatever. It's fine. But um, she uses essential oils to like clean her tables or just like you, like after she 
finishes a room, she like sprays some essential oil, just like room spray or just like it's like table cleaner. So the room smells like for her, it's what is it? It's Davina and Ylang Ylang. And it's a blend that I made. For room spray, what do you mix the essential oil with to make a room spray? Water? You can mix it with water. I would always suggest kind of cutting it with since water and oil don't mix, you need to kind of bind the two, right? Bind the two. So you can add some isopropyl alcohol. So if you have like a couple of drops of essential oil, you squeeze a little bit of isopropyl alcohol. So it will actually bind with the water. Then you put water in it. It'll become kind of cloudy. I always recommend using distilled water. Love New York. Love wherever else. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Do not use tap okay. water. You do not use tap water. Use distilled water because it'll increase the longevity of your actual room spray. And like mold is much less likely to kind of like build yeah. it like weird and whatnot. So just okay. and rubbing alcohol and water and you can just spray that around. Oh, amazing. I'm going to make so many room sprays tonight. I love that. Patch testing is important. You can develop really bad breakouts from... And I have added essential oils into like facial serums and stuff that I've made with no issue. Sometimes it hasn't gone well. So I do think it is important to patch test anything other people should be mindful of at the beginning of their essential oil journey that you want to impart wisdom on us. Yes. Sourcing. So just like where your food comes from, Essential oil is also coming from natural products. So knowing that it is sourced from a good place, like no two essential oils are created equal. Brooke, you gave a great example of somewhere to get them, like Mountain, Mountain Rose Herbs. Yeah. Great place. I source mine from, from what is it called? Eden Botanicals. I know Eden Botanicals. Exceptional. Yes. Super potent and super long lasting. Highly, highly ethical. I have a Palo Santo oil from them that I am... It's like a spiritual experience, this Palo Santo oil. Yes. They have a yuzu oil that I only can afford. And I put it in like whenever I do collaborate with people, I like just put in the one vial. The beautiful thing is also you can buy vials from them. They range from like $1 to $3. So you can get the rose. Yes. Like $3. Yes. And you, of course, you get like two drops of it. But it allows you to sample a whole bunch of different scents. It shows like which scents actually mix really well together. It's a whole thing to get addicted to and get into, which I feel like 2023 is all about like falling down deep rabbit holes of different things. And fragrance is one of the best rabbit holes you can fall down. I really appreciate you taking the time to break this all down. Also, I feel like we need to do some sort of like naked beauty redo collaboration and do like a soap together because I feel like that would be really cool. Yeah, and you're in LA now, in LA, and we have a whole little LA community. It should be like, yes. Would you do a live podcast again? We should just do a live podcast and release a little soap scent. Yes. And I also have an orchard here. That's like one of the reasons why we were so excited about this house. Like, we've got all types of different fruit trees, and there's a lot to explore here. So we should keep the conversation going. But thank you so much for this education. I'm going to go make a room spray right now. Let me know what the combo is. I will. You're spiritually today in terms of scent. <laughs> I will. I will. Thank you so much, Asia. Well, thank you so much, bro. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.